I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. We're also joined this evening by a special guest, my lovely bride, Kelly. Hi. Hey, Kelly. Kelly. Hi. Glad to be here tonight. Glad you're here. So, as we record this, we have just entered the month of May, Mm -hmm. which means summer is just around the corner, and summer camps are just around the corner. And on Twitter, we got a message from Jeremy, who said, thanks for the podcast. As summer approaches, could you do a show on prepping a kid from a hard place for going to summer camp? Also, could you offer any tips for those working in camping as we care for those kiddos in a camp environment? So. The only preparation my parents needed to give me (laughs) for summer camp was, you don't have to be around us for a week. (laughs) (laughs) And if my mother is listening to this, that's just a joke, mom. Yeah, camps, I remember being a kid, I went to camp, summer camp for the first time with my church and mm. my pastor, my best friend's dad was, you know, at camp with us. And I mean, there's all these people that I knew at camp Right. and, and I'm not a kid from a hard place. And I cried every single day and I went to the phone and I, this was back when there were pay phones. And so I went to the phone every day and had to call my mom and dad and say, you know, I'm scared. I want to go home. And they'd give me a little pep talk. And, you know, we live in a, an age of technology. So we have a lot, we have a lot more ways of connecting with our kids when they're away from us, which yeah. is good. Um, but, you know, our kids, when it started getting time to go to camp, some of our kids were like, yay, camp, we're ready to go. <laughs> and other kids were like, don't make me go to camp. Mm. I don't want to go to camp. I'm, I, it's, it'll be too, I'll miss you too much. I'll be, I'll be too gone. I'll be gone too long. Right. You know? So I think we, we've done a few things to kind of help those that were, had a little more anxiety kind of prepare. When you said your parents um, gave you a pep talk, what did that consist of? Honey, we're not ready for you to come back home. <laughs> you can do it. We need you to hang in there for one more yes, day. Yes, you can. <laughs> we only think Barack Obama we're had the original too much yes, fun can. without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I don't even remember what they said to me, but every time I'd get up the next day and it'd be fine. Kaylee, you can do this. We need you to do this. <laughs> I wasn't a bad kid. I was a good kid. This isn't about good or bad kids. This is about recognizing <laughs> that parents, even if when they don't want to admit it, do need a break from their kids. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which is what summer camp provides, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those are two great questions, two very different questions. Yeah. Um, and we should probably treat each of them with the respect they deserve. But um, if I can just suggest something about the second one first, Chris, and sure. that is, um, you know, how do you how do we prepare people who work at summer camps to better? Um, to better be equipped to deal with some of the behaviors they're going to see. You know, there's two questions I think that are that are really, really valuable. One is um, coming to understand that the child is expressing a need when they're behaving poorly. Right. And so if you can remind yourself to say, okay, what does this child need? What does this child need? Um, you'll res- It'll bother you less and you'll respond better. And over time, those interactions will come back to, to where you want them to be um, a lot sooner. But the second question you have to ask yourself is, why does this bother me so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I find much to our dismay is um, parents so very, very rarely want to look internally and figure out 
um, what the problem is. And maybe that's not the most helpful piece of advice in a camping context, but I think that it is, it's good to be aware of um, the moment maybe more troubling to you because of your own unresolved issues than necessarily just about what the kid's doing. Yeah, which is a really heavy thing to lay on camp counselors, but if you're knowingly going into a situation where you're going to have kids from hard places yeah. there, that's definitely something you should consider. Well, and I think you can give the camp counselor, you can give them a, maybe a little insight into your kid, but when you drop the kids off right yeah. now, we've had the, we've had the privilege at least with our kids that they've gone to camp with people they already knew mm-hmm. because they were going to church camp. Right. So if your kid's going to church camp and they already know the people they're going with, then you can take that time ahead of time and ask whoever's organizing it. Who's going to be my child's counselor when they're there? Who's going to be the key person? Right. Um, and then go to that person and say, here, I thought you would, it would, it would help you to know these things about my child before, you know, you go and don't do it in a way kind of like if you were preparing a teacher, you don't want to set them up to be like, Oh, your kid's going to be the bad kid. Your kid's going to be the troublemaker. Right. You don't want them to go in having that expectation about your child, but at the same time, you can have them go in and say, Hey, if my child gets really hungry, they're super grouchy. So I have put a ton of snacks in their bag. If you'll just make sure that they eat them because they'll get busy and they won't think about it. Right. right. I mean, that's a really simple thing that you can kind of just ahead of time and say, Hey, my kiddo hates to drink water and they get so dehydrated and then you've got lots of problems. So I've put some, you know, some flavor drops to put in their water. If you could just like do that, that'll probably help them keep hydrated while yeah. they're there. Right. I mean, just really simple things. Um, such as that, or even more complex things. I mean, if your child has super high anxiety, then you work not only with your child, but you work with a counselor to say, you know, or the whoever's going to be their person and say that. Now, if it's a situation where you're taking them to, you know, say a camp where they have counts, they have staff that's at the camp that works there all summer with whatever kids are coming in. Yeah then it might be a little more tricky because you don't have that advanced time to give them that. So maybe, maybe you write them, you know, a little note with a few little things and say, Hey, here's some things you could probably call ahead to the camp um, and ask them to give it to the counselor. Cause handing it to them when you drop your child <laughs> off, it's going to go in their pocket and get washed when they do their laundry at the end of the week, probably. Yeah. But if you're able to kind of get that to them ahead of time or just kind of, have a second with them and say, hey, here's a few things. Well, it's interesting that Kelly's with us tonight because we weren't planning on speaking about summer camp um, when Kelly came over and we just kind of you know, went through a bunch of topics. Because, And the reason it's in- interesting is because we met Chris and Kelly at family camp. Now, admittedly, it's not sending the kids off, but family camp. Uh, for years now, we've done a camp for adoptive and foster families uh, with Sky Ranch at Horn Creek in Colorado. And I was just thinking while you were talking about, you know, sending the kids off to a camp where they've got counselors who work in there all of the time. Now, family camp at Horn Creek, there's a lot of stuff with families doing things together, but there are times when the parents, like, you know, when they have the parents night out and we all go into town and have dinner together. Um, and just to watch those counselors with those kids. And I think the thing um, that really amazes me about that every time we go is how those counselors make those kids feel like they're important. My, our kids yeah. all love it. Our kids, none of them complain when we say we're going into dinner, they're going to, have to stay with the counselors. And I was just thinking about it while you were talking, particularly that young lady, I think her name was Rachel, who was kind of assigned to our family last year. Yeah. 
my gosh, that young woman did an amazing job of making my kids feel super important to mm-hmm. her and they wanted to be with her and they just wanted to be around her all the time and make sure that she was happy and they just loved being with her. And I think the key for at the root of it is if you can make the child feel like they're important to you, Yeah, um, you see a lot of positive things come. At least that's been my observation from the last several years doing the camp up at Horn Creek. Mm. And I have a child who we're, we're putting him day camp this summer who did not want to go, who does not want to go. But I made a deal with him. I told him if, and it's going to be, it's pretty expensive, but I told him if he, and I know he's going to have a blast because it looks super fun. But I told him if he does not have fun after the first two days, he does not have to go back. But I know <laughs> he's going to have so much fun. Right. So and we, he, we won't have to worry about that deal after he, the first and day. And he was like, yeah. okay. So he, he, he is. You know, he's on board now. So he, and the reason he don't want to go is because he, he's not going to know anybody. Not to make friends easily. I'm like, they're, they're going to go learn about Jesus and they're going to have a great time. And they're going to, he's just going to have so much fun, inflatables and water slides and learn about Jesus at the same time. So he's going mean, he, to come home and be like, when am I going to go back? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, he's so, going to wish it was yeah, longer. Not, what do you mean I, it's I, only this week? Right. I'm right. not yeah. concerned about losing the money. So, but if, yeah. he, but if he's not having fun, I mean, he won't have to go back. So, Well, and I think that is important. Like if, we, if our kids truly have anxiety, that they know that we will come get them if yeah. they need us to. And because it's, yes, it's inconvenient, right? I mean, there was one year we did, um, we did vacation Bible school, right? And it was not at our church that we... Just to be clear, we do vacation Bible school every summer. <laughs> we didn't just try it once. No, this was just this one year that we were doing it. But we, we were, at the time, we lived about 30 minutes away from our church. And so we decided that we were going to do it at a church that was closer to us because I didn't want to have to drive there and fight the traffic and stuff because I was going to be in the traffic. So I went to this church that I'd heard had a really great program and it was only about 10 minutes away mm-hmm. from us. And so I took the kids there. Well, of course they don't know anybody there. They don't have any friends there. And at the time the, I think it was, it was my two middle kids and I think they were five maybe. So they're in the same class together. <clears throat> and so I said to them, Hey, we're going to go to class. It's going to be so much fun. I'm telling them all about it. And they are like frozen at the doorway. They are not going in. You cannot make me go in. I'm not going to go in there. And so we sat and we talked a little bit about it. And, you know, the teachers are trying to coax them to come in. And and finally, you know, there was a snack or something they wanted to try, right? They saw what the snack for the day was. So I said, okay, you guys go in today and, you know, have fun or whatever. And I said, if you don't want to come back tomorrow, you don't have to come back tomorrow, okay? So the next day... We get ready. You know, they they had a blast that day, of course. We get ready. We go up there. I drop the older kids off. We go to their classroom, and they go, we don't want to go. And I was like, but you had so much fun yesterday. And they were like, but you said oh. if we didn't want to go today, we didn't have to go. And I said, you're right, I did. Let's go. So we went home, and I just did the things. I mean, I didn't necessarily do anything different than I was going to do. I didn't make it the most exciting day, but I also didn't make it like a punishment for them. Right. I just said, well, I have a few things I need to do so you guys can play. Here's some stuff you can do. You want to watch cartoons or whatever. And so I, um, I was true to my word. And the next day they got up and they said, can we go to VBS today? Even though we didn't go yesterday. <laughs> and I said, absolutely. So we went, they went the next, the rest of the week, they were fine. They had a great time, but they needed to know that I was going to be true to my word. And so I made a deal with them 
and I had to stick with it, even though I'm like, I know you had fun yesterday. You had a blast. You came home with all the stuff telling, but it wasn't about that. It was about knowing that I was actually going to come and get them if they needed me to. So I think sometimes we have to, when we make those deals, we don't want to stick to them, <laughs> but if we, if we make them, we want to stick to them and, and honor that they really didn't want to, or that they were testing us in that case. Well, I, mean, I think that if you're doing the hard work of putting money into that trust bank every day, um, that the children, all they're doing is testing whether you can be trusted or not. That's why if you make the deal, you got to go to follow through in the deal, right? So that they'll go, okay, yes. Um, because just they need to be reminded constantly that you can be trusted. They need to be reminded constantly that they're, that you love them and want what's best for them. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad we went from summer camp to day camp to VBS in a, in a quick turn there because, <laughs> because VBS, you know, people think, well, you're just going for half the day. Well, for some of our kids going to VBS might be as traumatic and terrifying as going away for a week. Right. Right. I mean, think about if you've got a kid living in your home, you have this child that you're raising, that you're loving, and all of a sudden um, you want to send them off to camp. Well, um, this isn't the first time they've been sent away from their family, right? And so they're relieving the trauma of all of that. And so honestly, if your kids don't want to go to camp, and this may be unpopular with the rest of the people on the team here, don't send them to camp, right? Because yeah. yeah. it's one of the things we, we do. Um, we love tradition in the church, and it's like, well, I went to camp, you'll go to camp. It's what Christian kids do. And I'm like, mm, okay. If, if, it, if it's going to cause anxiety and stress and weeping in my child's life, they're not going to camp. Right. And I think we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to say, give it a try. If you don't like it, we'll eat the money, but you're more important to me than the money. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't want to go back, then, I, then you come home with me because you're important to me than just having, let's be honest, a morning without any children in the home, yeah. which is welcoming. Um, but you also have to say, you know what? Um, my child, you know, Kayla said, I'm not a kid from a hard place. Okay. But if, if that's true, which um, it, it mostly is, right? I mean, all of us have some adverse experiences, but, we, but you don't have any of the, of the trauma that our kids have. Mm. So if going to camp was difficult for you, who, yeah. who could be soothed by speaking to her mother and father on the telephone, who could, be, who could be going, you know what, I can do this after just hearing the sounds of their voices. Can you think how tr terrifying it, it has to be for some of our kids? And, you know, I don't want to be the angel of, you know, the voice of doom and gloom here, but at some point you're just not going to be able to psych your kid up enough to be away from you for a week. Yeah. And it'll be a stage. At some point they'll want that. You know, our 15-year-old son, when he was six, he couldn't be more than three feet from us. Now he can't be, <laughs> wait to be far away from us. And I never went to sleep away camp as a kid. So, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't I guess either. I was deprived as a child. <laughs> I, I was a Boy Scout. That's the only sleep away stuff I did. I did a sleep away church camp, but it was at the same, like, I grew up in the Methodist church, and the, the local conference owned a camp. Oh, yeah. And so they did a day camp every year where multiple churches, you know, sent kids to be older kids to help be counselors along with the adults and, and you know all the elementary school kids went so i did that day camp i don't know two or three times and yeah. then got old enough once i hit you know fifth grade sixth grade did the sleep sleepover camp for a week yeah but then like you ryan i was also in boy scouts after i got to fifth grade and we went camping all the time so that 
by the time I got to eighth grade, ninth grade, going to summer camp for a week was no big deal. I'm so it might, it might be one of those things where, you know, if your kid's willing to try it out, you, you ease them into it by going to VBS for half right. a day yeah. or going to a day camp. And then, you know, a year or two goes by and they're comfortable doing that. Then maybe introduce the concept of the sleepover to see if, you know, they'll go for it. Yeah. Like my, um, <clears throat> one of our daughters, you know, she has real, real anxiety about having sleepovers and not only, um, with friends, but also with like family, like she'll go to grandparents' house and have to FaceTime us at night. Mm. I mean, she's been like sitting in her grandmother's lap crying because she wants to come home. This is the only kid I've ever heard of that was like this. Because mm. everybody else is like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, we're with grandma and dad. Because you're away from mom and dad and you're with the people who will let you stay up late. <laughs> Let you watch movies, Mama Dan's here. And you sugar. Sugar. <laughs> sugar at eleven o'clock at night. Donuts for breakfast, and complain about how they just were poorly behaved on day two. <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching the look on Kayla's face when this exact interaction happened with her mom one time. And she's like, "Why?" Like, you could tell her, like, "Why does she not get this?" <laughs> I mean, even in that scenario. And this isn't the first time my daughter was with grandma. Yeah. Right. So even though she knows how, how she knows how it goes, she still has anxiety about being away from us, mm. which, um, which honestly as parents, we always react so poorly to that because you're like, Oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is like, Oh my gosh, my child only feels safe by me. Mm. This is, this is what we say we've always wanted. And when that manifests itself, we're like, yeah, you know, why just happy grandmas? You know? Be um, careful what you wish for. That's I guess, right. right? I mean, and I think one of the, I mean, because part, part of what you have to do is you have to be able to alleviate the anxiety in the child. So we've done some tri tips and tricks over the years, right? Um, you know, my daughter, I think we've mentioned this many times before, uh, has a t-shirt that I, that I wore one day. And instead of putting the laundry hamper, she took it to had She called it daddy's shirt. Mm. Um, and, and this helps reduce her anxiety. Give them something of yours. Cause, but she's also now she's getting older a little bit. Like she doesn't want her friends to know that, right? So she leaves it in the car. Yeah. Um, that's okay. But that would be something that could be taken to camp. It wouldn't be so obvious as another kind of like a stuffed animal or something. Yeah. But right. a t-shirt that smells like mom or dad yeah. or something would be more more less obvious than a stuffed animal or another sort of lovey. Yeah. Especially as, uh, you know they get older and they still want those things, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, everybody kind of expects that from little kids, but when they get a little older, and that was our daughter, she went to camp last summer and she was super nervous about it, but super excited at the same time. Like it was the first time and she was like, I really want to go, but I, I need to take these with me. And so we started talking about it and she goes, well, I, I don't want to leave them in my bag because they, they would be sad in the bag, right? I mean, they're like a person to her. And so she said, I want to leave them on my bed, but I don't want everybody to see. And so we talked about it and she said, well, how, I, I think maybe if there's bunk beds, I could leave them, I could get a top bunk and yeah. I could leave them on the top bunk and then nobody would notice. They could just kind of sit under the covers. Right. Yeah. And so we kind of made a plan ahead of time for the things that she was worried about. And so, I mean, I think you can do that with your kids and say, okay, if you've got this anxiety about what's gonna, what are you worried about? Well, I'm worried about what if I want to call you and what if I want to talk to you, right? Okay, well, 
you know, here's the person that has my number. You know what my number is, right? Okay. I bet all the counselors have a cell phone on them. So you know what my phone number is. As a matter of fact, let's get a little card in case you get really scared and let's put it in your pocket. Right. And you can take it with you. So if you forget my number or whatever, I mean, you just, just, if you can make that plan ahead of time with them, then they say, it's like practicing outside the moment. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just practicing with them ahead of time. So they go, okay, I know that if I need to talk to mom or dad, I go find, you know, Miss Allison, right? That was our, our daughter. That was who she knew. I go find Miss Allison. Miss Allison knows mom's number and she will call her day, night, middle of the night. Doesn't matter. She will call mom and dad and I can talk to them. Right. And so you, if you make that plan and you kind of come up with a, and you know, your kids, right? I mean, we, we always talk about this. If you're your kid's Bet, you're the, the world's leading expert in your kids, right? right? And if you're the world's leading expert in your kids, you're going to know already some of the things that are going to be making them nervous and mm-hmm. making them worried when they're at camp or some of the things they may have trouble with, like standing in line for, you know, whatever the next activity is mm-hmm. or whatever. A meal. A standing meal. in line for a meal. The, yes. Some of them, other than maybe it's school, maybe if homeschool kids never yeah. have to stand in line for yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, those- that's not true, Kelly. If you have a large home, <laughs> like ours, they do have to stand in line for their food. <laughs> that is true, <laughs> and make their own. But you know, um, I was thinking about last night. Kayla just called them all in the kitchen, lined up, dished up a plate, handed it to them, and like next. That's <laughs> like a cafeteria. <laughs> she had a hairnet on. I did not have a hairnet on. <laughs> I played Lunch Lady Land by Adam Sandler. And- <laughs> But anyhow, Kel, I just wanted to add something to what you said about, you know, knowing what your kids' anxieties are, knowing what their triggers are, being the world's leading expert in your kids. If you don't know what your kids' anxieties and triggers are, <laughs> you are not at a place where you need to be sending them off like anywhere. Right. Not even to grandma's house, right. let alone camp, right? Yeah. There's a lot of work that needs to be done in that relationship because they're not ready to be separated from you. Yeah. Yeah, meaning if they've been home for a short period of time, don't be sending them to camp this first right. summer. It's like placed right. in March, off to camp in May. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I promise you, somebody's going to be peeing against the wall one, two, <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah. Or you'll see some other behaviors that are probably a little bit more intense than what you've become accustomed to seeing at home. Yeah. So I think that, again, like Kayla said earlier, it goes back to being the world's greatest detective when it comes to your child's behavior and and knowing what you need to work with them on to prepare them for going off to camp. Yeah, because if you have a plan in place and you know your kids, then I think I think the, our kids can be successful at camp. Yeah. Um, but it has to be the timing has to be right for your kids. Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan and you have to know what their triggers are going to be and how to prepare them for that. So because I know I've read things that. You know, kids being outdoors, the more they're outdoors, the better that is for them. And I I know when our kids go to family camp and we send them off to run in the woods and play and have fun and the other activities that they're doing, they're always the first question when we're leaving at the end of the week is, are we coming back next year? Yeah. So it obviously has a positive effect on them that they want to come back again and again. I think that's what we all want with our kids going off to camp is we want them to have a good time. Want them to enjoy it to the degree that they want to do it again next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thanks once again for being on the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Fun as always. Thanks.
if like Jeremy, you have a question for us and you can squeeze it into 280 characters, you can tweet it to us at one big happy home. If you need a little bit more room, you can always email us at info at one big happy We've also got a Facebook group just for podcast listeners. Search for the Empowered Parent Podcast Community. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you've enjoyed and gotten value from the show, we would appreciate a review at any of these locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening.